Hey guys, it's Scott. I just want to thank you for tuning into the Blue Ridge Church podcast. You know, I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope it's inspiring to you. And I pray most of all, it's going to help you on your faith journey. So enjoy today. Well, it's great to see you guys. I want to welcome you again to Blue Ridge Church. Welcome to our online campus. If this is you, uh, your first time here, man, we're so glad that you've joined us. So today we're kicking off a new series cleverly titled, I think, called Pray. And what we're going to talk about in this series, obviously, is prayer. And I know if you're like me, you hear that, okay, they're kicking off a series on, on praying, on prayer. A lot of times I think, wow, I, I'm not good at prayer, or I don't pray enough. Or maybe you think, uh, I don't know how to pray or, or really when to pray. Or some of you, you know, you go with past experience and you're like, well, I've got a relationship uh, with God and, and, and I've prayed and, and God's never answered me. Or some of us, we think, you know, we're going to feel guilty after we go through a series like this because of our prayer life. And I want to assure you that that is not what this is about, putting pressure on us from what we've prayed or how we've prayed. This is about learning better how to take our prayer life to the next level. Because what we're going to discover is our prayer life is so vital to our relationship with Christ. And listen, I know a lot of you, you don't have a relationship with Christ maybe yet. You're still kind of questioning where you're at on that whole faith journey. I still think it's going to help you because you're going to see that God is available to us and God is always available to us. So we're going to learn not only how to pray for ourselves, but uh, to pray for others, to pray for our country, to pray for things that God's going to hear. We're going to learn to pray prayers that God will respond to. We're going to talk about praying for things that are beyond our control. You know, it's so hard for us sometimes to pray for those things that are beyond our control. So today, I just want to look at maybe the importance of prayer as we kick this series off, some different things we can do in our prayer life. And again, it doesn't matter where, where you're at with, with prayer. This is about us going to a whole nother level and seeing just how vital it is as we grow in our relationship with Christ. And I think one of the very first things we can do if we're going to be effective at praying is we got to learn to listen to God right? We got to listen. And and if you've ever taken any studies on communication, and if you're married, you know this, but effective communication, a lot of effective communication is simply listening, right? We talked about that in our relationship series, better listening to the person that you're with. You're going to hear more of what that person is truly saying if you're effectively listening to them. And I think the same is with God. You know, we can give our request to God, but then we have to listen for God, and we have to listen to God. And so part of my prayer time in the morning, I'll pray, and I'll lift up those things I know I need to be praying about, but then I'll just be silent, and I'll just listen. And it's amazing the things that God will put on your mind when you're quiet, right? Maybe the people you need to pray for, the things that you need to be focused on. So prayer is not simply just talking to God. It's also listening. And that's, that's kind of counterculture 
to what we think about prayer, right? As a matter of fact, here's the dictionary definition of what prayer is. It's a solemn request for help or an expression of thanks to God. So to think that we're not talking to God or expressing something to God, it's really hard for us to get used to, but it's okay sometimes not to say a word and just simply to listen. And I think, too, what we're going to discover in prayer is the more we know about God and the more we understand about God, the better we're going to be at praying and the better we're going to be at listening to God. We know the heart of God. We know the desires of God. It allows us to be more in tune with where God wants us to be. So it's important as we're talking about prayer is we also have to get to know God better. Well, how do we hear from God? How do you actually listen to the voice of God? Because we can hear from God in multiple ways, right? God will speak to us through people, through circumstances, through life events. He'll speak to us uh, through prayer. But by and large, a lot of times God speaks to us through his word. So the more we know his word, the more we know the Bible, the scripture, the better or easier it's going to be, I should say, for us to actually listen to God. And here's the good thing. God is going to talk to us. Even if God's been silent to you, even if it's like, I, don't, I feel like, you know, my prayers are, are bouncing off of heaven. They're not getting there. He's not hearing me. God says in his word that he hears us and he will speak to us. You're going to go through seasons of your life when God is silent. And that can be so frustrating. But you need to know and need to understand God hears you and he is going to speak to you. Now, a lot of times when I don't hear God, it's because I'm not doing that first thing we talked about, right? I'm not listening. And when you think about listening to God as we go through this series, listening is twofold, right? Listening is hearing the words that somebody speaks or or what God speaks to you, but listening is also being ready to respond, right? And so, if we're listening for God, we need to be prepared when God speaks, and we need to be prepared to respond to whatever it is that God tells us. In other words, we have to be prepared to follow his direction for our life. If he calls you to do something or to say something or to minister to someone or support something, we have to be prepared to do that. Right? We can ask God for things, But then when we listen to his response, we have to be prepared to do whatever it is that he may call us to do. Again, the more we can learn about God, the more we can know about God, the easier it's going to be for us to listen to God, and it's going to be better for us to understand how to pray and what to pray, because the more we're in line with God's will and God's desires, the the better our prayer life's going to be. We're going to know those things that we need to pray and those things that God wants us to pray. Knowing the scripture too is beneficial to us, not just to be better listeners of God and and better to understand God and understand the character of God and, and to understand the direction of our lives. But when you know the scripture, you know the things that you can lean on and you can claim as you go through life. In other words, if you're going through a difficulty, the scripture's full of promises right? God's got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of promises all throughout the scripture. And if we know those, the more we become familiar with them, 
when something goes haywire in our life, we can cling to one of those promises. That's the beauty of those things. God is going to keep his word. So there's all kinds of benefits, obviously, to knowing the scripture. But one is you know those promises to claim. Listen to Joshua 1.8. And listen, all of our scripture verses and, and learnings, they're on the Church Center app. If you download that or you can scan the QR code in front of you, or you can just write them down on the piece of paper maybe you were given on the way in. But Joshua 1.8, and don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night. Talking about God's Word. Making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Now, what is that verse saying? Saying if we know God's Word, if we understand God's Word and study God's Word, and if we obey God's Word, in other words, we respond to what He tells us to do, we're going to prosper. So very first learning, learning number one, knowing God's Word makes us more effective in life, in our spiritual walk, and in our prayers. If we don't know the heart of God, or if we don't know God's Word, it is really difficult for us to even know what to pray, right? Or how to pray, or or when to pray. We certainly don't know the promises of Scripture we can claim as well. Listen to John 15, 7. If you remain in me, this is Jesus talking, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Some of you are like, that's awesome. You're throwing up prayers for those sports teams that you've already betted on and the game hadn't been played right now, right? Or you're praying, you know, this is the Hokies year, this is the Cavaliers year, whatever. Some of you are praying for your golf score, and you certainly need to pray for your golf score. I've heard how you play golf. But notice what that verse says, and this is what I miss, and this is what so many people miss. People look at this and say, well, I can just ask God for whatever I want, but if I'm not receiving an answer from God, in other words, if God's not hearing or listening to or answering my prayers, the first thing I got to do is am I look at that verse and say, am I fulfilling the requirements of that verse, right? Is God in me and I in him? Is his word, again, that's the importance of knowing the scripture, is his word in me? Really what I got to do is I got to ask, okay, if, if God's not answering my prayers, God, is there, is there something out of whack in my life, right? Is there something that you've asked me to do, that you've asked me to respond to, and I haven't done it? Is there sin in my life I haven't dealt with? Is there unforgiveness in my heart? Is there a lack of love or compassion, you know, in my life? Do, am I holding a grudge against somebody else, and that's kind of keeping us uh, at bay? We got to do a gut check and see if there's anything in our life that we haven't dealt with, maybe, that God's asked us to deal with. Sin, unfaithfulness, whatever it is, because that verse says, if my word remains in you, and if God's word remains in us, what are we going to do? We're going to follow it. We're going to do our best to fulfill it. So the more we can learn God's word, and we can learn that through, like we learn God's word on Sundays together. We learn it, you know, if we're involved in a group, a lot of times we learn it on our own in a quiet time when we 
you know, or reading a devotional or reading the scripture. But the more we know God's word, it not only helps us in our prayer life, but it helps us in the entire direction of our life, right? We know better how to react to things. We know better how to handle things, better how to respond to things. It is probably the best way that we can hear from God is knowing and understanding and staying plugged in to his word. Now, the context of that verse we just read, 15, 7, could be found in the very next verse in John 15, 8. Jesus says this, this is to my Father's glory. You know, uh, these, these prayers that, that you're offering that can be answered, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So our prayers have the potential to bear fruit. We have the potential to bear fruit in life because that's what God wants to do through our life. Well, what does that even mean, bearing fruit? That's not a term that we really use in our culture today. Well, bearing fruit could mean you're simply helping somebody else on their faith journey, right? Helping them to take that next right step. And we've talked about that. Sometimes it's just interacting with somebody, encouraging someone, speaking a kind word to them. But it also means the output of our life is going to be fruitful. And to really understand what that is, you got to go to the book of Galatians and you got to look at what the fruit of the Spirit is. In other words, Jesus tells us, if, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. That fruitfulness is things that Galatians defines love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Right? Those are the fruit of the Spirit. So that means our life will produce those things if we stay connected to God. And so the more we know about him, the more we stay connected to him, the more we know what he desires of our life, and the more we produce that kind of fruit. Those things come out of our character and out of our life. Kind of think of this as you go through your relationship with God, your relationship with Christ is like, it's similar just on a much higher level to a relationship with another person. The more you're in contact with that person, the more you're talking to that person, the better that relationship's going to be, right? The healthier that relationship is going to be. I mean, ladies, can you imagine going an entire day and not speaking to your husband? Well, maybe you shouldn't answer that, right? But again, the more we talk to God, the more we're in fellowship with God, the stronger that relationship is going to grow. And the better we're going to understand God, the more we know the types of things to pray and the types of things God wants us to do. And we can ask God for anything, right? Guidance in life, wisdom in life, uh, leadership, understanding, encouragement, uh, compassion. We can ask God for, to help us to forgive or to love better or to be kind. And we can ask God at any time. As you're going through your day and you know, oh boy, I know I'm going to need this. God, give me wisdom in this conversation. Give me kindness and compassion towards this person. I think it's important that we read the Bible every day, that we get into God's Word on a consistent and a regular basis. Again, not just to benefit our prayer life, not just to know how to respond when God calls us to act, but it helps us Throughout our day, it helps me to be less fearful, less anxious, 
It can help you to be less discouraged or less depressed. It literally helps in every single area of our life. And if you don't do that, just start. It's never too late to start. And maybe you're like, that's too much of a commitment. Well, then do every other day or, or spend time once a week and then increase it. Start in a book of the Bible. Just open it up and start reading it. I recommend when people start reading the Bible, start in the book of Mark in the New Testament. But if, if that's not your, your gig right now, just get a devotional. There's hundreds and hundreds of great devotionals, and you can every day it's got a certain reading. Or you can get weekly devotionals and just read it and just reflect on what God's Word says. I'm telling you, it, it helps so much with direction of our lives. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. Now, if you grew up in church or you've been around church a long time, you're very familiar with this verse. But that's one of those promises that I talked about in the Scripture that we can claim. That promise from God says, hey, I've got a plan for your life. And it is a good plan. Every person in this room, every person watching, every person who's not involved in faith in any single way, God still has a plan for their life, right? And it's a plan for good, for success. It's not a bad plan. It's not a plan to take away our hope. We should cling to that promise. But again, if we don't know God's word, if we're not familiar with it, we miss things like this in the Scripture. Now, look back at the last part of that verse, because we usually miss this part. We just think, oh, God's got a great plan for my life. You know, it's a good plan, not for disaster. But it says, in those days when you pray, I will listen. Some of you, God maybe brought you here today or had you tune in today just to hear that. He hears our prayers. He is listening to us. We all have those days and we wonder, God, where in the world are you? And sometimes that goes on for weeks and for months. God, are you directing my life? Do you have a good plan for my life? Are you even listening to what I say? We got to go back and read that verse again. And I think we have to pray too that God fulfills that verse in our life. We have to pray that God carries out that plan and that purpose, if you will, that he has for our life. Now, we can miss it, right? We can ignore it when God says, I'm not going down that path. I'm not going to do that. But I think we have to pray for God to do his plan in our life. And I'm telling you, that's probably one of the most dangerous prayers that you will ever pray in your life. God, do your will in my life. Do your plan for my life. But when he shows us Again, we talked about listening is twofold. We have to be prepared to respond. We have to be willing to do whatever it is that God shows us that he wants us to do. John 8, 47 says, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. When we belong to God, we're focused on God. If you focus on another human being, 
in a conversation, let's say, with your undivided attention, you're going to hear better what that person's trying to say, right? If you're texting or scrolling through your phone or putting a filter on your photo so it looks better on social media, you're not going to hear as well what that person's trying to tell you. And it's the same way with God. Sometimes when I'm praying, I got to get out of my normal routine. Sometimes I'll pray out loud. And I know that's kind of sounds childish, but a lot of times that helps me to stay focused. It helps keep all the distractions going on in my head at bay. But we have to give God our undivided attention, even if it's for a few minutes every day, if we expect to hear from God. Amos chapter 4, I'm sorry, chapter 5 verse 4 says this, now this is what the Lord says to the family of Israel, come back to me and live. As they would stray, he's telling the people, look, if you'll come back to me, if you'll follow me, you're not just going to exist, right? You're going to truly live. And that promise, even though that was to the Israelites, it's still available to us today. If we stay in fellowship with God, if we stay connected to God through his word and through prayer, we're going to truly live. We're not just going to exist in life. But that requires a constant effort on our part to stay connected to him. And when I look back on my life, and maybe you're the the same way, but those times when I felt like I was just kind of going through the motions and just kind of existing, I wasn't as connected to God as I could have been. Jeremiah 29, 13, if you look for me wholeheartedly, if you seek me in prayer, if you're looking for direction or guidance in your life, you will find me. Another promise we can claim, Hebrews eleven six. he rewards those who sincerely seek him. That should be motivation enough to want to be better at praying. He rewards us when we seek him. Selfishly, I want him to reward my life, right? I want him to reward my, my children. I want him to reward my work. I want him to reward my marriage. I want him to reward whatever plan he's got for my life. And I think you would say the same. A lot of times, the problems we have in life are because we don't talk to God. I look back on my life and I see the the, the times I struggled or pain I went through was because of decisions I made that were absent of God's wisdom. Maybe you could say the same. Maybe you didn't pray enough or at all about the marriage, or you didn't pray about the dating relationship, or you didn't pray about the job change or, or, the, or the house or the car. It's just a decision you wanted to make and you, you made it. A lot of the problems we have, the bad decisions we made in life are because we didn't seek God first. We didn't just take the time to pray to him and wait for him to respond. I know that's true in my life. Have you ever made a bad decision? Don't look at him. But yeah, we've all made bad decisions, right? I bet if you go back and look at what was going on and recall what was going on in your life, when you made that bad decision, like me, you probably weren't in close fellowship or as close a fellowship as you could have been with the Lord at that time. And you know what? God lets us go down those paths. 
right? He gives us free will. If we choose to do things without his involvement, he's going to allow us to do it. Hosea 5, 15 through 6, 1. Then I will return to my place until they admit their guilt and turn to me. For as soon as trouble comes, they will earnestly search for me. Come, let us return to the Lord. Is that not us sometimes in life? Is that not us as a nation? We need to come back to the Lord, preferably before difficulty comes. We need to get rid of our guilt, and we need to turn to him. Even a lot of the problems we have in society today, it's because we never ask God's permission. We never ask for his wisdom or his help. We don't ask for his guidance. We just do whatever we want, and then the trouble comes, right? The distress comes in our individual lives and as a world. I think, honestly, some of the things we see today are we're, we are reaping what we've sown in the past. Hey, God, we're going to do this independent of you. So learning number two, there are consequences to making choices in life that are absent of God's wisdom. So here's a safe question. Let's ask ourselves. What in it, and because this is another benefit of, of learning to pray and, and praying better, we can ask for things ourselves. So a safe question you could ask yourself today, what in my life needs healing? What is it in my life that needs healing? And we can ask God for that. God, heal my anxiety. Heal my marriage. Heal this friendship. Heal my depression. Heal my body. Right? Heal me of this sickness. Whatever it is, we can bring those requests to God. But a lot of times in life, when we ask You know, we're not as connected to God as we could be. Or sometimes we just do it without even asking him. We have to seek his wisdom. So whatever it is you need healing in, ask his wisdom. Ask him specifically what you want. Tell him directly what you want. Sometimes our prayers, they get so vague and mundane. And listen, I'm not pointing the finger. I'm guilty, right? God, be with my family. Be with this person. Thank you for this food and the hands that prepared it and blah, 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 right? We just get in this routine because we've heard it so often and we memorize and we just kind of repeat. That's not what God wants. He wants us to expose our heart to him. What is it in your life that really needs to be fixed? What is it that really needs to be healed? Show God some emotion when you pray. Here's learning number three. God wants us to be sincere when we pray. He really does want our heart and to open our heart. You know how serious somebody is in life by the emotion they show, right? If you're walking down the street with a friend and y'all are getting ready to cross the street and he says, wait, you're like, okay. But if your friend shouts at you, wait, because you're getting ready to step into an oncoming car, it means more, right? It's the same way with God. It's okay to show emotion in our prayer life about those things we sincerely desire. If we ask one time, we don't show any emotion, it's probably not that important to us. But if we keep asking and we keep persisting, it shows how much it means to us. It shows God how much it means to us. 
And listen to another one of his promises, Luke 18, 7. Don't you think that God will surely give justice to his people who plead with him day and night? Pleading means to ask with some emotion. It's not just a a basic request. It's really seriously seeking God, seeking God with all of our hearts, saying, God, I'm begging you, this is what I need. Psalm 62, 8. Oh, my people, trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. When was the last time you did that? When was the last time you just poured out your heart to God and and pleaded with him? And my guess is the last time you did that, you were in trouble. Maybe you're your marriage was falling apart. Maybe a friendship wasn't going well. Maybe you were sick. Maybe you got a negative diagnosis. But maybe you lost your job. But there was something probably traumatic that happened in your life. Well, how do I know that? Because if you're like me, a lot of times, that's the only time we cry out to God, right? We don't typically cry out to God when our lives are good and when things are going great. It's okay to cry out to God when you don't need anything, when things are great. God, thank you for my spouse. Thank you for these things that that you've blessed me with. Thank you for the blessing that, that you're doing in this other person's life. But we need to cry out to God persistently and regularly for the good things and for the not so good things. I love 2 Chronicles 7, 14. Then if my people who were called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. I love that. There's a lot of requirements in there. You know, humility and, and turning from sin. I think as a country... And us as individuals that live in a country, we need to pray that for our country, right? We are so far off, even in my lifetime from when I grew up, we need to come home to God again as individuals, as uh, as a nation to get back on track, to truly seek God's face in everything. And we need to let God know those things that are important to us. So when we pray, A lot of it is listening. And we'll hear better from God the more we know about God. And the best way to learn about God is to look at his son, Jesus, and to read his word, to understand his heart. So as we go through this series, again, the goal is to try to take our prayer to the next level, to really grow in that relationship with the Lord through our prayer life. But I want to ask you to, to do me a favor, and I want you to keep a prayer list. It can be simple. It can be on a piece of paper. You can start a note on your phone and just write down the things you need to pray for. And then when you pray, open up your phone or pull out that piece of paper. You don't have to have your eyes closed when you pray. You can pray through that list. We've already talked about two things to put on there, uh, ourselves, to put yourself on there, that you would stay in close fellowship with God. Pray for our nation. 
that we would turn back to him, right? That we would start seeking his wisdom in the things that we do and the decisions that we make. And I'm going to ask you to add another one. I'm going to ask you to pray for our church and the churches around us, that we would continue to stay focused on what God's called us to do, and that's help people to discover who Jesus is. What else do you need to add to your list? Maybe put on there what came to mind when I asked you what in your life needs healing. Put that on the list. Pray about those things this week. Let's all be persistent this week in our prayers, and then next week, let's just see what God does. Let's give him a week and just see what he does. Let's pray to him right now. God, it's amazing to think that when we pray that you hear us and that you're going to respond to us. God, it's amazing, really, that you love us. So often we do things and we don't even acknowledge you. We don't even ask you. I just do them. And I know that's not how you want our relationship to be. Lord, for each of us watching, each of us in this room, help us to seek you on a regular basis. Help us to learn more about you. You've given us your word that we can access any time of day. And Lord, help us to listen. But more importantly, Lord, help us to be ready to respond when you speak. I know that can be scary for us to pray for you to carry out your will in our lives. God, we want to be obedient. Lord, I thank you for these people. Lord, they are good people. They love you. And they want to do your will. I want to do your will. Show us what that is. And help us, give us the strength and the courage to actually carry it out. God, we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So our next Celebration Sunday is going to be Memorial Day weekend, May 28th. We will not have services here, but we're meeting at Bissett Park in Radford at 11 a.m. We'll celebrate child dedication, outdoor baptism, and then we're going to have a meal together. And we're providing that meal. The only thing we need you to do is to RSVP and let us know you'll be there and how many people are coming with you so that we have plenty uh, of food for that day. And then we've got the park through that afternoon, so if you want to stay and hang out with your family and friends, uh, that would be awesome. This week, we started leader sign-ups for groups. If you've been thinking about leading a group for the summer session, I want to encourage you. You can sign up on that Church Center app, the connection card, or you can go out to the hub and sign up and just tell them, hey, I want to lead a group this time. we got a uh, a group's pastor that's going to be joining us starting in June. Uh, he and his family are moving here from Texas. His name is Cody, so he's going to be actively involved in those groups and really uh, working some with our leaders. So, uh, again, it's a great time, great season to lead a group, and you've been thinking about that, then go for it. I hope you have a terrific Sunday afternoon. Hope you get outside and enjoy the weather, and we'll see you next week. God bless you guys. Thanks for coming.